0: Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcane, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday.
1: Into the final hour, we'll talk to Christian Fourier in mere moments. WEI's coverage of the football postseason brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. It's Gresh, it's Arcand. Again, we'll talk to Fourier in a mere moments. But for those of you who uh, follow Christian Arcand on Twitter, at Christian Arcan, you see that... Um, Someone of interest is in the house today at Gillette Stadium, is there not, Arkan?
2: Yeah, I saw this. Uh, Kyle Hightower, who is a uh, AP sports reporter and is down at Gillette, obviously, today, says spotted. He t- uh, tweeted this about 46 minutes ago. Spotted. Former Raiders coach and Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels entering the VIP gate at Gillette Stadium. Now, Gresh, I'm sure you've been in that VIP area countless times,
1: so tell me, what's uh, it, w- who, who ends up there usually? that vip area so i don't know which end of the stadium it is it, it, is that like the club area or sort of the the new place that they created where the players come out because i haven't been over there yet i'm going to say that's now near the putnam club area so i'm going to assume Josh McDaniels entered through like the security entrance where somebody would very easily Hmm. be able to kind of walk him through there and then right into that sort of maybe field-level club area where you might be able to stash someone. But I'm going to bet you he's going to end up in a luxury suite somewhere.
2: Do we see him with the crafts on on screen tonight?
1: Ooh, I'm going to say no. Uh, They had Vrabel up there. Well, you know that would be interesting. Well, the thing, I mean, Vrabel was being honored. Josh, as of right now, is just a guy being paid by a doofus with a bowl cut.
2: He's a free agent. He's not. You know, it's there wouldn't be a conflict of anything.
1: No, it wouldn't. But what kind of sign would it be? Like, look <laughs> here. Here, one. you know what? So here you go, and you could save this. Hand it right over to Jones for tomorrow two o'clock. You got it. The the reason. Mac Jones was the third quarterback is because Bill was trying to embarrass Mac because it was Kraft's pick. There we go. So we can le- so there's like one conspiracy theory. Now another one would be is that everything's going to stay the same except Bill will leave and Josh McDaniels comes in as head coach. Oof. I'll ju- uh, Oh, I knew you would wolf at that one. That would not. That would not thrill you, would it?
2: I don't think that would thrill anybody except for the McDaniels family. I mean, that's uh, you know, <laughs> how many times how many times do you have to see this guy uh, oh, oh, take oh a no. stab at head coaching? Tommy
1: Tommy Boy Davis would be happy because it'd get him out from underneath all that money that he would have to pay Josh.
2: That's true. Uh certainly would, and you'd probably get a discount uh here, but man, I mean
1: it's, I, it's wild. Like, is is this not wild? Let's just think about what we just talked about, right? that a former uh, that a former offensive coordinator a disgraced head coach is in the building getting snuck into the VIP area Mac Jones is the third quarterback and we're wondering who's going to be in Kraft's suite I mean this is a soap opera set up for the guy who joins us on the Harbor One hotline. That would be Christian Fourier, who is proudly presented by VA New England Healthcare. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state of the art healthcare benefits to those who served our country. Call 844 VA Cares. Learn more about the benefits you earned and deserve. Call 844 VA Cares. Uh, Fourier is with us. Hello, Fourier. Hello from snowy Foxborough, boys. How you doing? Hey, what is? Let's start with this before we get into who's there, who isn't, who's inactive, who isn't. Uh, what is the vibe like down there at Gillette Stadium? Well, um, I will tell
0: you. I've been, uh, you know, in order for me to get to like the uh, Atrium Club, I got to walk through like the red level. I got to walk through the, uh, you know, where all the reporters are, and and everywhere I've gone everybody has stopped me or I've stopped somebody. And the only thing on everybody's mind is what Bill's going to do. And I'll honestly say, like, it's, it's right down the middle. That's all everybody's talking about. That's all they want to talk about is what is going to happen with Bill. And everybody has a different answer and a different reason, which I was thought was just, really comical, right? Like everybody puts themselves as oh well Bill would do this and he would do this and then and Kraft would do this and Jonathan it's just it is amazing. So that's the vibe. The vibe even in like the the you know with the fans, um it's the same way. So I think it's weird. It's like you're celebrating Matthew Slater, but it feels like you're kinda in a way celebrating uh Bill also, if that makes sense.
2: Odd. Do you think they do anything for Bill today? Do you think that the in-stadium production people, is there any sort of acknowledgement of Bill Belichick today?
0: Man, um, no. No, but um, the more – no, it's it's funny. I just ran into somebody else who's been at the stadium for years, years and years and years, and talked to them, and they were talking to me like it had already happened. Hmm. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't give it away because I was like, okay, keep talking. I didn't, wanna, I didn't want this person to stop talking. And it felt like they were actually like, hey, I can't believe it's coming to an end. I was like, this is freaking weird. Like, everything about it is weird. And I know Joshua Daniels is, is in the building also. Like, why would he be here? Why? For what reason?
1: Uh, well, that's what, we gonna, that's what we were going to ask you. Why is McDaniels there? I mean, you want to get the uh, either the rumor train or the uh, you know, or get people talking and to really kind of get this whole uh, silly season started. I, I think a lot of people are going to be like you, Christian like, what the hell is that guy doing there?
0: Yeah, I just it just seems odd. Uh, now, he, he's free to do whatever he wants, right? He can go wherever he wants.
1: Oh, yeah, do
0: whatever he wants. Yeah, you know, who cares? There's no limitations on what Josh McDaniels could do, but it feels at just like, why? On the worst day of the year against the Jets, like at a crappy game with, with nothing riding on it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, And it's not like, did somebody ask him to show up so there could be just more rumors? It just, this would be a game I would never be at if I was Josh McDaniels. Never, I would never be at this game.
2: Um, Well, someone who also is probably not
0: going to do much at the game today is
2: Mac Jones, Mm -hmm. uh, inactive, emergency third quarterback. Assuming there's not an injury or something we don't know about there, Fourier, what do you make of this move here on the season finale? Uh, Yeah,
0: he didn't trade it. He didn't trade it. Um, And I I was like, oh, was he, like, you know, pissed off and causing trouble? No, they're going to trade him. And this is their way of, you know, raising up the trade flag for Mac Jones and, you know, especially with the season coming to an end. You know, uh, all the, you know, the combine and the draft and all that stuff. Listen, he's up for grabs. He is Dunsky, boys. Won't see him again uh, unless they're playing against him.
1: Do you think there's anything, uh, because Arkan and I did throw around that this Nathan Rourke guy is from Canada. uh, Instead of having two Southern quarterbacks, I don't know. Is there anything to that in the crap weather? Two southern quarterbacks
0: like played against what? Uh, no, no, playing in um, the snow,
1: meaning that they they that Nathan Rourke might be the backup because he can deal with the conditions where the other two can't. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say looking at it, I'm sitting there going, do the conditions are going to matter? I, dude, I think this looks like that Buffalo game years ago when like they didn't throw it, but three or four times and they just ran it. But good luck running it against this front. Uh, good luck throwing it against this team. Like nothing. I'm sitting there trying to figure out who's going to win this game. I'm trying to base it on like, just like, you know, uh, past games and, uh, you know, past performances and you know, stats and, you know, tendencies and throw them all out. Literally throw them all out. I it, it may literally just come down. It may be like three to nothing, you know, six to three is what I'm feeling. And, it, 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 or maybe it's seven to nothing because a, a non offensive touchdown. Who the hell knows? I don't think either offense moves the ball. Either one moves the ball.
2: Could there be um, a more fitting send-off but, for Bill Belichick than a three nothing win
0: over the Jets? <laughs> in the snow. Listen, <laughs> in the snow, yeah. But I don't I think he would uh I think regardless, listen, let's make it sixteen in a row. I think that is the thing, right? I think the Jets the Jets just somehow, for whatever reason, this is a Bill's a thorn in their side. And, and, I, and if it is his last game uh, here at Gillette, I have a hard time believing he's going to hold anything back um, against the Jets, even when he knows he's done. Fourier,
2: how big of a how big of a, a gap do you think there is between having, say, the second overall pick and the fifth or the sixth if they end up winning this game today? I, a lot of people
0: will look at that and say, hey, what's, what's the big deal? I think it's a huge deal. I feel like that is such important – draft equity that is space that is landscape that you need you need to acquire it like for someone to say that uh five is just as good as two is stupid like it's obvious there's more things you can do with the second pick in the draft as opposed to the fifth where you may be more uh you know uh, be in danger of somebody leapfrogging you to that second spot you know for whatever reason so I just feel like, I know they're not going to tank just for the sake of, you know, tank. I think it's impossible, but they need to lose the game. They need to lose the game. They, and even that where they still need some help. But if I'm Kraft, I'm like, listen, this is my business. This is my company. Um, sell. <laughs>
1: we want to lose this game. Oh, that's why Mac's inactive. So if they have to pull Zappi. Nathan Rourke in there. There you step. go. You get Nathan Rourke in there. There it is for you, eh? Hey, uh, I know that uh, you think kickers are not human, but yet you respect other subhuman. subhuman, but you respect <laughs> other yeah. special teamers as people and football players. um where just your thoughts on Matt Slater, what he's meant, but maybe from a former NFLer, Who played the position that after quarterback you have to be the smartest to play, which is tight end? Your sort of thoughts and views on a guy like Matt Slater. Well,
0: I think the one thing that stands out to me is just the longevity, like his ability to stay in the game and be relevant for this long. That always surprises me the most. When somebody gets to 13, 14 years, it really is like challenging every single year to stay in the mix. Because it's just so easy to find somebody younger, faster, and cheaper. But he was so valuable as a player, one, as a uh, role model, two, as a captain, as just a face of what's expected of you. I was like, there's value in that. And I always always tell guys, listen, if you do the right thing, if you're just a real pro, you'll get two to three extra years just because teams want you around, just because teams – want your leadership. They want you uh, an example of how to do things, how to train, how to prep, what to say. Matthew Slater is an example of that. Like, absolutely. There's, so the way he did it, it was first rate, never in the news for the wrong reasons, always making a difference, always saying. And I would say, like, I even appreciate his ability to give an answer without going full Gerard Mayo, right, where he just doesn't say absolutely anything, you know, yeah. or some of these other guys that literally don't say anything. It's just so infuriating. Like, you can answer a question with personality without pissing off as a boss. He's handled that well also. So, um, listen, they're going to miss him. Um, uh, and it's weird. Like, I was thinking about this. Like, once all the legends start leaving, like Slater, McCordy, there's nobody left but Bill. Like, you don't have any more red jacket guys on this team. There's none there.
2: No, uh, they certainly don't, but with that in mind, sort of, before we let you go here, Fourier, out of all the uh, pending free agents, who do you think should be the biggest priority to re-sign? Oh, um, God, who's on the list? Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Zeke Duggar, Duggar, Uche, guys like that.
0: Oh, well, uh, I would go uh, Duggar, and you know what, I guess you need Hunter Henry, you know, uh, probably those two guys. That's probably what I would fit my priority on.
1: Well, you're going to grab a tight end. Oh, definitely. I think so. Well, we, we haven't gotten there yet. We got to get the coach, uh, and that, that's like step two. Next week's
0: going to be nuts.
1: Oh, next yeah. week is
0: going to be the best week in the history of the Patriots. It's going to be it, so much fun.
1: And let's make it the best week in the history of EEI because uh, of that. And Fourier, you have made it a focus and a priority to join us every Sunday and cannot thank you enough for being a part Unlike of it. Unlike the
2: other tight end who works here.
1: That is true. Who would, you know, and <laughs> Why, is even. he bailing? He bailed again? No, no. I told him he he's not a coach anymore, so we have to rebrand the whole segment. So we just scrapped the whole <laughs> oh, thing for Jesus. one week. Yeah, oh we my just, gosh! We got it, uh, old wigs. But uh, Fourier, thank you, friend. I'll uh, see you tomorrow, at 10 a.m. God willing.
0: Absolutely, see, you, boys.
1: All right, there goes you, uh, there goes Christian Fourier. You know what, Arkan? Normally, we would go through the games, and a lot of it is kind of anticlimactic. I know there are some games that do matter, but I wonder if you and I should do like a little bit of a roster exercise since this is heading into 2024. Because you had a great list that you put together earlier, and the question to Fourier about the free agents, I wonder what either someone else is walking into or what Bill Belichick maybe is going to get one more year to try to fix. So how about we take a look at the, the Patriots roster, the free agents, and talk through that next. Right now, arcan has got your trending.
0: We're back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI.
1: heading down the home stretch of this year of WEEI football Sunday. Gresham Arcand here with you. Instead of going through the games cuz the Patriots Jets game doesn't matter. Uh as long as the under hits. I think Arcand that's at uh, 28 and a half right now.
2: It's gone down from 30. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's uh yeah, I just saw ESPN post something at 28 and a half. Might be hovering at 29 or whatever. But, yes, I do believe we've gotten under 30 for uh, the over-under today.
2: My goodness.
1: I know (laughs) we'll – yeah, I know. I mean, it's just – something. And everybody says bet overs, uh, and yet it is screaming you to bet the under, but – uh, like you said, who knows? I said Maybe twelve ten. Outbreak. I said
2: Patriots win twelve ten. That was my so I'm still on the under. <laughs> I uh,
1: I think for TV today down uh, down here in Providence. So actually, it was a New England Nation. So it's uh, on a bunch of stations. But I went five three Jets two five, field three. goals and a safety. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's gonna a couple of a uh, couple of two run homers and an RBI single will get it done. Hey, uh, I want to take a look at at what is being left behind here in New England in terms of roster, right? Mm-hmm. Because I do think some of it is overstated. Uh, because when you look at the at at the defense, right, and and we know that we'll we'll get through the uh, troubled offense, but on the defense, Arkan, how about this? Devon Godshaw, Dietrich Wise, Mm -hmm. Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore. You still have another year on Daniel Equali. We forgot he got hurt earlier in the year, right? Another grunt in the middle. Yep. Keon White, Sam Roberts, and Jeremiah Farms are all under contract for next year. So that kind of screams you're really not going to have to do much at defensive line. You have Judon. On another year. Mm-hmm. You have Bentley Tavai. I right, Chris Board might go, but at least he's a guy uh, uh who's here for another year. Board even and play this year? I don't think so. Yeah. And and next year he's two point eight. So see okay. you later. Yeah. Um and then you have Raquan McMillan, another guy who feels like he gets hurt all the time. Uh and they have restrictive rights on Therese Hall, but who the hell cares? So even in just going through the front seven of the defense, here are the free agents. Josh Uche, Mac Wilson, Anthony Jennings. Jennings has finally timed it up and had a decent year. He He's might played be, well this year, yeah. He might be keepable. Like he made one point four million, and they've had him on layaway forever. But you know, does if Bill goes somewhere, does he sign the guy away? I know you mentioned earlier about Mac Wilson. I'm not out on him. To me, it's crazy to think that the guy who is sacrificable is kind of like Josh Uche. You really don't need him.
2: Yeah, um, that's that's true. Uh, and I was even looking at like Miles Bryant's an upcoming free agent, and you know the secondary that could be someone that you look at. He's played well this year, and he's someone who's always kind of been like the runt of that group. But I think that he uh, that he made a step forward this year. I think the same thing about Jennings um, with Uche. I really thought Uche was going to kind of continue from what he did last year. And last year I thought in certain games anyway, that indie game, he had like six sacks in that game or something crazy, uh, and just seemed like he was really kind of coming on. And, I don't know, the, the, the pass rush on defense wasn't spectacular this year. It's not like you had a bunch of edge guys who were constantly uh, chasing down the quarterback. That wasn't really what the strength of this defense was. But they were able to, you know, do their jobs well enough in the in the scheme and everything that – yeah, it made someone like Huche a little bit more expendable.
1: Well, and to your point, in looking at the secondary, locked in for next year already, Jonathan Jones, Adrian Phillips, Jabril Peppers, Gonzalez will be back. Then you still have JC Jackson. I don't know about at fourteen million, but they might be able to figure that out. Marcus Jones, who was hurt. You have another year of Marte Mapu, Sean Wade, Brendan Schooler, and Isaiah Bolden. Yeah. Really, the really your big choices are How do you end up dealing with the Duggars situation? And then, I mean, Cody Davis, please. I don't need to see Cody Davis anymore. You can replace him. But you know what, Arkan? Miles Bryant has actually become somebody that you can kind of count on in the right role.
2: Yeah, and someone who might get some attention elsewhere. Like I, I think in the case of someone like Kyle Duggar, he did. He's played well, and obviously he's uh, someone that's going to get some attention. He may feel a sense of loyalty to New England because he was this guy out of Lenore Ryan. They spent a second round pick on him. It was their first mm-hmm. pick in the draft that year, and they brought him in and gave him a you know real role on the team. And uh, I think that that's something that he'll you know take into account when he goes out there because really he's a strong safety. And I don't know if there's going to be a huge market for guys like him out there in uh, in free agency like there would be even for someone like miles bryant who's not the player that duggar is but he plays a position that's a little bit more uh, you know that people care more about in the modern in the modern nfl and i think that uh you know for someone like duggar he may get an offer that's bigger than what you know bill or whoever it is that's making those decisions wants to wants to give him but he's one of the guys one of the only guys in a in a very down season for the patriots that i could see given uh, given the team a hometown discount of any kind
1: yeah, and Duggar is – I mean, this is really going to be his big contract. He turns 28 in March. We knew he was an older guy whenever he was drafted, so he's going to look to try to get as, as much money as he can. And I'm looking at the, the J.C. Jackson number next year of what looks like $14 million in uh, salary. Mm. Shave that down a little get, a bit, give some to Duggar. In a lot of ways, then, Arcan, your defense is kind of set Uh, other than adding draft picks. Then there is the other side of the ball where, uh, yeah, what is being left behind? Well, Mac Jones has another year left on his deal. I know Mm -hmm. Fourier was in the, hey, they put up the trade flag. And in digging in on Mac's contract, Arkan, the only way for them to save money is for them to trade him. Uh, Otherwise, so basically if Mac is cut, Patriots are on the hook for that part of the uh, salary, but if you trade him, then the salary travels to the other team with the way these first-round picks are structured. So if they are going to move on from Mac and not keep him, it really seems like it's a trade. But in some way, shape, or form, Mac or Zappi or both, and then let them battle it out however someone wants to handle it, I don't know if they're really going to be here next year, but they're at least under contract as a starting point for someone to evaluate.
2: Yeah, I think that move today, I'm sort of with Fourier and he was right on top of that. I asked him about it, he said oh, they're trading them right away. Didn't even think about it. So I yeah. think that's probably I mean, listen, he's he's not someone who just says stuff like that. I'd imagine maybe he was talking to people and, you know, this is a uh, this is an indicator or something that, you know, you, you'd know if you were having those conversations. And I think yeah. that uh, in the case of Mac Jones, I mean, listen, whatever happens, I think that they all sort of realize this year that this is probably as far as it's going to in Foxborough, and maybe he'll go somewhere else that's a better situation, and frankly, Gresh, there's not a lot of places that are worse situations offensively than New England right now, so anywhere that he goes, I think he'll at the very least be able to say, okay, I'm somewhere with a couple of you know guys on the line, some weapons I can really throw to, a real offense, it's not a defensive coordinator running it, you know, just like things like that that I think uh, could, if he's in the right mind state for it, obviously, if he's completely broken, then this is all a moot point, but if he isn't, I think that he could go somewhere else and uh, and have some success. I don't think that that's totally impossible.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. He needs to be just kind of rebuilt, re- rebooted in a different system because there there are not a lot of playoff quarterbacks kind of roaming around in the NFL. I mean, look at mm. Cleveland. They eventually dragged Joe Flacco off the couch to come play for them this year to try to give them a a chance. And while we look at Mac the way we do here now because he is broken, Someone will remember, hey, the guy was a rookie, and he was pretty good. Can we salvage him? You could do worse. And I would also say this, Arkan, maybe what we need to put on the radar is, is there a former first-rounder from that draft where Mac was involved in is there a guy that was highly thought of who's kind of struggling as well? Basically, yeah, there's one in one, town right now. <laughs> well, trading one depressed asset to another, you know, or, or for someone else's to try to give him a chance. Like I remember, and you'll remember this trade, but it was moons ago when Bethel Johnson got traded to New Orleans for Jonathan Sullivan. Sure. So Bethel Beth Johnson, high second rounder, speed guy. Ooh, let's put him with Breeze, and then well, Bill loves D Lyman. This guy played with Seymour. Why not give it a try? It still didn't work, but I'm wondering if there's one of those kind of deals out there. Uh, In terms of running backs, you got Ramondre coming back. You got Kevin Harris. You have Jermichael Hasty for whatever that's worth. And Zeke Elliott's a free agent. And our at the beginning of the year, I was worried about Zeke and the attitude. The guy has been stellar. Now, you don't break the bank and be stupid, but this guy is worth bringing back at least another year.
2: Yeah, I'd say he is, and I think that uh, they probably have a, a, an eye on doing that. Otherwise, they could have released uh, Elliott and let him go play on, you know, a playoff team like the right. Jets did with Cook there. So they could have done that if they really thought they weren't going to uh, resign him in the offseason and they wanted him to go keep playing or, you know, get another contract or whatever. They could have absolutely done that, <clears throat> and I think that would have been an okay move. But if they if they didn't, and it didn't seem like there was any real interest in that from this, uh, from this perspective, then I could see them... bringing him back and listen if there's another rookie quarterback here next year I want him to have a strong run game I do I think that that's you know all the things that you can do to help uh, to help a young quarterback especially when it's a veteran guy like Elliot who's played with a lot of different quarterbacks and sort of you know knows he's been around the block a few times I think that could be very valuable absolutely
1: yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm with you. I've become a big Zeke fan. I think he fits in well. There's good leadership there. I'm. I'm not out on uh, on Zeke at all. I'd love to see uh, him come back, but you do at least have Ramondre, who, even though he had a day, a, a bit of a down year this year and got hurt, I think we still all like the uh, the prospects at least of Ramondre Stevenson. Then there's the wide receiver group, and here mm. is the group scheduled to come back next year: Demario Douglas. Kayshawn Booty, Tyquan Thornton, Juju Smith Schuster, and Devonte Parker all signed for next year. I was just digging in on the Juju contract, and there actually are a couple different ways that the Patriots could move on from him without cutting him, oh. and then and then being on the uh, on the hook for all the money. Yeah, believe it or not, if uh, Juju Smith Schuster is traded before June first. Uh you save like a hundred grand overall, or an only cost sorry, sure, you end up having a hundred grand left over. Basically, you've negated the the dead cap hit by having some cap savings. But believe it or not, Arcan, if Juju is traded and the post-June first designation. Uh, the Patriots would actually end up saving about $5.5 million, believe it huh. or not. So I thought they were going to be stuck with Juju. Hello, Kansas
2: City. <laughs> I mean, I seriously,
1: <laughs> somebody would you would think somebody would take him on at a little bit lesser money. Uh, so there at least is a way out. But really, the only two guys to get excited about, really only one, it's really Demario Douglas and then Booty, uh Tyquan Thornton could be a dead man walking I'm with you on that and then I got no use for Devontae Parker next year whatsoever
2: yeah I don't either I mean I think that uh the the futility of the wide receiver room this year was just something that can't really be overstated it just can't uh if, if you're talking about Schuster or Parker, if you could keep one of them, I'd probably keep Schuster just because he did have one game where yep. he kind of flashed this year, and his knee may get better in the offseason. I don't know. I mean, he's only 26, right? He's not like an old player. Uh, but I think that this room is one that's going to have to be totally redone. And I, if that means, you know, at the expense of your Parkers or your Pop Douglases even, you know, I like him. But what really realistically in like a good offense, where does he fit in? Uh, I think that you need to really remake this through the draft, through Free agents. There's a bunch of good free agent wide receivers. You know, there's a bunch of guys out there worth signing. There's Mike Evans, and uh, you know, a bunch of other guys here. I'd have to uh, look them up, but there's there's uh, Calvin Ridley. Like there's guys you can uh, yeah, you can Tee get Higgins, if you want people to. Like that Higgins, you know, yeah, Higgins, there. another one. Pittman. Like there's there's guys. So I'd like to see them be with some of that money they have. Be active at a uh, wide receiver.
1: All right, Kendrick Bourne. You want him back? He is uh, what, he is really the big free agent in the wide receiver room.
2: I mean, I'm. I could go either way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, pound the table if they let him walk. Okay,
1: so you're kind of Mets and Mets on that. Uh, I yeah. would like Bourne to come back, uh, but look, they they got to go get. They got to go get a veteran guy whose hand is stamped. Somebody, honestly, Arcan. I really like Mike Evans. Uh, even if it's not 1500 yard, Mike Evans. He's a weapon. He's somebody the defenses have to respect. And he's a guy that I think that wide receiver room kind of needs. Uh, I don't know what kind of guy Devontae Parker is, but I know during the year he wasn't exactly as stand-up as he could have been. So can I get a real adult veteran wide receiver in there that other dudes either are going to look up to or look to to be an example of how to be a good wide receiver in the league?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gabe Davis is another one. Uh, Rashid Shahid in New Orleans is going to be a free agent. He's only 25. Hollywood Brown. Um, you know, like there, there's other guys out there. But listen, Mike Evans, 30 years old or not, caught 13 touchdowns from Baker Mayfield this year. Yes. So he's a guy who I think could be a transfer, like for a rookie quarterback or whatever they end up doing. He's a, he's a guy that makes that quarterback better and puts up numbers, uh, whether it's with Tom Brady or Baker Mayfield. So I feel like uh, that, that should be someone they really target.
1: I'm with you. Uh, I, don't, I It feels like you're on spot track. I know if you haven't looked at the uh, group of uh, free agent tight ends, number one is Hunter Henry, <laughs> number four is Mike Gasecki. I think Farrell uh, Brown will be back. He was 940 grand. He's a free agent. He'll be an easy re-sign. I guess the question becomes, do you want Hunter Henry back? The cap number was fifteen five. That will definitely go down, so that's a good thing. And really for me, Arcand, it's just as simple as, I look at the free agent tight ends and I don't see a lot. So if I can find a way to keep Hunter Henry around for a couple more years – I think it's prudent for the Patriots to do so.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I like uh, Gerald Everett from the Chargers, but I don't like him better than Henry. I like Schultz. You know, those guys are okay. Um, but, uh, you know, Hooper's kind of done. Mercedes Lewis, I can't even believe, is still playing. Can you uh, believe?
1: Is he like 38 or 39 years yeah, old? Yeah, did he like he, play with Favre? <laughs> he played with Fourier, for God's sake.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been around the block. But, yeah, that's sort of the point. Like, I do think they need help at tight end. I'd be fine with them using a draft pick on a tight end. Not the first one, obviously but you know something there something there but if you're going to retain any of them you might as retain you might as well retain henry
1: um are you out on trent brown
2: I think everyone's out on trent brown <laughs> yeah even, who's still even I now
1: even I now I mean well cuz here's the thing that I keep coming back to with trent brown when the guy's right he's the top 5 tackle in the league and yeah. it's that whole planet player mentality of there are not a lot of people walking earth who are the, the, the size, the shape, the ability to play the game, the way Trent Brown does. Like, Trent Brown is everything you want in a left tackle except in attitude. So I admit I hang on to that because of the, the, the guy can be great, but – yeah, the 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 Patriots are going to have to move on. David, he's, Andrews, he's out.
2: He was talking about playing in the NFC after that Pittsburgh game. Yeah, I know <laughs> he was. He's
1: got his bags packed already. Nah, he's. It's funny too because earlier in the year, he's the one who said, "Oh, you know, the biggest mistake that I made was leaving New England." Right. And now it feels like it. Uh, it's about to happen again. David Andrews is uh, on the hook at least for a cap number of seven point four million. So let me ask you the question this way. If David Andrews doesn't retire, do the Patriots still need to move on from him next year?
2: I say no. I, I know that they drafted a bunch of interior linemen, but they weren't any uh, at any like big positions, and I don't think any of them really stood out. City so had a decent year, I think, and mafia you know, had some had some flashes, but no one that I'm willing to turn over the the. And it's not just you know at center like that position. I think you could probably find somebody somewhere, but like just in terms of like what Andrews has meant to the team and the way he's become a leader and all that other stuff. Like I you would, I right would now. not. Yeah, I would not uh, take that lightly with. The, with the rebuilding team
1: we know reef is gone uh cole strange is here next year calvin anderson is signed for next year i don't know if at 4.1 million he's uh, destined to be on the roster very long and then you said there's andrews there's so there's moffy there's vidarian low there are those guys kind of on the uh still on the roster uh for next year so it, you at bare minimum have an interior and then you got to go out and address tackles. And you probably are going to have to still maybe add one more interior lineman. But it's pretty easy to see that Riley Reef, unrestricted free agent, he's not coming back. Uh, let me throw this at you. It's $16 million a year to keep on Wenu. Are you paying that from Mike on Wenu, Arkan, yes or no?
2: Yes, yes, I would. I think sixteen million, if you're going to be putting them at tackle, is a pretty good deal. And uh, even if you're not, you can move them around. <clears throat> excuse me, you can move them around on the line. And again, you know, you're not talking about a line that's chock full of superstars. I think you need to keep Andrews. You need to keep on Wenyu. Um, you know, Brown's probably gone. Cole Strange, I feel like, is having a hard time kind of establishing himself in the right tackle position. Is Anybody's guess here, right guard, right tackle. Like, I don't know if I trust any of the young kids to be starting there yet. So, yeah, you because of his versatility, I think, is uh, is worth that money.
1: And the one thing the Patriots have been really good at is finding either undrafted or late-round centers, as crazy as it sounds. Copen was a fifth. When the stork was here, remember the short-lived Earth stork years? Right. Uh, he was a uh, fifth-rounder. Ryan Wendell was undrafted, for God's sakes. Mm. Like, the Patriots have been able to be like, go behind a dumpster and find a guy and be like, oh, yeah, we can make you a center. And then it feels like they can uh, bring those dudes in. So, maybe, well, again, that's under Bill Belichick. And that becomes the biggest question is that will this draft be run under Bill Belichick We will give you some final thoughts on the season, not only today, what is going to happen, and maybe there's a pick out there worth investing in. Who in the world knows? But cannon and I will wrap up WEEI Football Sunday next.
0: Now more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI.
1: All right, down the home stretch we go. And Arcan will hop in the sleigh and head down Route 1 to, That's right. uh, to Gillette. I I I tell you, I think it really is, in a way, a brilliant move by you. Number one, uh leaving at one o'clock, yeah, you're missing kickoff, but I mean, really the The traffic will be cleared out. Apparently, they did a good job of clearing out the you know the roads around Gillette. Mm-hmm. Hell, you might have like a fifteen minute breeze right into the stadium.
2: I'm not. I'm not expecting it to take very long. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be out on the roads now, and I don't think that many people showed up to begin with. So, <laughs> I think I'm good.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I was wondering about. Uh, I was wondering about what it was going to look like before kickoff. I will say this though. Um, As much as the NFL got rid of a preseason game, it wasn't some of what is happening today, kind of the fear across the league. Like in Tennessee, there's not a big crowd. Who knows what the crowd will be in New England have have we kind of cheapened week eighteen? Hell, Arcan, I, I didn't even think about this week from a gambling standpoint because there are too many unknowns and different scenarios out there.
2: That's true. I only am gambling on a couple of games this weekend, and it's just the ones where it's a team that's still alive against the team that's not. That's the only; uh, those are the only ones that I felt yeah. any sort of confidence about. So we can get to that uh, in a second. But I think in some ways you're right, and also, I mean, you know, in terms of the extra game here and the and the one fewer. Preseason game. Look at all the quarterbacks who got hurt this year. Look at all the uh, big injuries that happened this year. I feel Great like point. you had more backup quarterbacks starting games earlier on in the season, all throughout the year, than I can remember in a while. I mean, this was this was noticeable this year. So I wonder if that plays into it too.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's a really good theory. I mean, it's. Uh it hasn't been the most aesthetically pleasing year for the NFL in terms of on-field product. Yeah, it's been been a little ugly at times, and we'll see uh, we'll see how ugly it uh, ends up today. Do you have a lean, a feel, or a prediction on today's Patriots game?
2: Uh, For the Patriots today, I feel like there's just too much pride there, and the Jets stink, and Trevor Simeon stinks, and I feel like they're not going to let Trevor Simeon beat them at home. Um, I know that there's other games this year where they got beat at home by bad quarterbacks, fine, but I I feel like they'll pull out some stops today. I think they get a win. I think it's going to be a dentist appointment of a game, Uh, but I think uh, I'm on the Patriots 12-10 is my my call.
1: Yeah, I went Jets 5-3. The only thing I feel (laughs) really good about is – If I can find a couple of other games, maybe teasing up the under a little bit just to give myself a little cushion in case somebody gets a little uh, frisky or if uh, something weird happens, uh, what else do you have then from uh, from the gambling end?
2: From the gambling end, I got two games and a prop. I'll give them to you right now. I like the Bucks minus four and a half in Carolina. Tampa's still alive. Panthers are long out of it. Uh, in the 4 o'clock games, you got Seattle in Arizona. And I know Arizona's been sort of a plucky team, but the Seahawks are still alive and the line's only three. So I'd, uh, I'd go with them there. And how about this for my prop, Gresh? My prop is today on FanDuel. You can find this on uh, on uh, Week 18 specials. The Patriots and the Jets, no touchdowns scored in the game at plus thirteen hundred. I just bet ten bucks on
1: it. <laughs> oh my God. That is a fantastic poll there. Right How about there. that one, huh? Uh yeah, that's too juicy to not throw <laughs> at least a little something on there.
2: Yeah, gotta take oh a look. Oh my god. Plus thirteen hundred, no touchdowns.
1: Oh man, I think I'm uh I think I'm throwing some uh I think I'm throwing something on that. All that right.
2: Is, Glad I no, got That
1: helped. is uh that is really good and uh yeah, it just kind of stinks. Unfortunately, that uh, that we've kind of gone this route of uh, all right. They, it, I don't want to say it's pulling teeth in Week 18 across the league, but there is at least a uh, there is at least a little bit of uh, of that feel. Uh, any big prediction heading into or excuse me heading into the off season?
2: Yeah, my big prediction is that uh, nothing happens on Monday. I think that the uh, Patriots are going to make a point of not making a decision on Monday. With all the other coaches who end up getting fired on Black Monday, I think that whatever happens, whether he stays or he goes or whatever, it's not going to happen Monday. If anything, it'll be later in the week at the at the soonest.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. Is that this uh, this whole thing is going to be uh, slow going and slow moving, unless. All of the or some of the reporting has been wrong and these guys have been talking all along. And then maybe they got an idea as to what they're going to do. Great job that by uh, by Joseph for uh, most of the year. Catch Arcan with Jones and Mego with Arcan coming up at 2 o'clock tomorrow and what will be one of the, uh, well, I think one of the more tumultuous weeks in the history of the New England Patriots. We'll be all over it here on WEI. Uh, I will be with Christian Fourier at 10 a.m. Make sure you join us. Greg Hill show starts at 6 a.m. Enjoy the football today, and we'll see you next year on it's WEI fun, Football Sunday. boy Arcan. Good stuff.